Well, we welcome back a dear friend and a mentor and a guy that has so much to share with us today. I'm excited. It is it is uh, February 24, a day after the National Collegiate uh, uh, Day of Prayer, which was yesterday. And uh, we welcome my good friend, Pastor Bill Elif. Bill, yes. welcome so back. Good to be with you. And uh, I love Randy Heckman and his <laughs> precious wife. And so I'm always glad to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and your listeners. Oh, thank you, Bill. Let me tell you a little bit more about Bill. He's been on the program before, but uh, let me bring you up to date again. He's the founder and national engaged pastor of the Summit Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. As you will tell by his comments uh, that he's given before and definitely going to be today, is his passion is to see both genuine revival and mythological renewal in the church. Both new wine and new wine skins. He's a frequent conference speaker, writer, and consultant to churches, drawing from his over 50 years of pastoring and revival ministry. He's also the pastor and church director for One Cry, an organization that I had a background in for a few years, which is a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. He's also authored 15 books and booklets and numerous articles he has written. He lives to faithfully and effectively communicate the whole gospel of God to as many people as possible through preaching, writing, church development, and personal equipping so they can become intimate, reproducing disciples of Jesus Christ. He and his wife, Holly, are parents to eight children and grandparents now to 26 grandkids. Five of their sons are in full-time ministry. So again, welcome, Bill, and uh, what a what a privilege to be with you this morning. Well, my joy. You had quite an quite an evening last night. I was able to to see your final talk at the uh, Collegiate Day of Prayer event, which of all places was at Asbury University, and now it's been planned for a couple of years that it was going to be there. And isn't that amazing how God orchestrated that, Bill? Well, it's just, you know, there's just no other explanation than God. And and that today is the premiere, you know, nationwide of the Jesus Revolution movie. John Irwin, who helped produce that, is a friend of mine. And, and he said, Bill, we were just, I don't know, he said, we were just overwhelmingly moved to do this movie, you know, his dad was an FCA uh, guy mm-hmm. during the Jesus uh, movement in 1970. And so they have a lifelong passion. And I just an inside story. He told me that as they were filming the baptismal scene that you'll see in that movie, yeah, that some of the cameramen came to Christ and ran into the water to be baptized himself. Praise God. That is so good. Did you see the movie yet, by the way, Bill? No, I haven't seen it yet. Marsh and I saw it a couple of nights ago, and it is so good. It yeah. is so good. Yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, so last night was the, the culmination of the Collegiate Day of Prayer, National Collegiate Day of Prayer, and apparently all the colleges have been covered as far as prayer, but you were there in that auditorium at Asbury. Just give us a sense of what what it was like. You were there last night, but you've been there previous nights as well, previous days before. Give us well, a sense of what it's like. You know, I, I was, uh, Holly and I, my wife, 
just jumped in the car, I think the third day, uh, Friday of the first week and drove nine hours to, uh, to Asbury. And, and when we went in, you know, if, if people think, you know, you're just going to walk in and your hair stands on end and your clothes are blown off or something. It's not like that. It's, 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 it's reverent. It's, marked by the most astounding humility Mm -hmm. I've ever seen, and particularly by the faculty and that are leading that and the students. And there's no names, there's no personalities, there's very simple, often acapella music Mm -hmm. that's all led by students. Mm -hmm. And if I told you how they chose those students to lead, you'd be astounded. Maybe we'll have time to talk about that. But uh, it's just the very uh, palatable presence of God, and and it's and it's so sweet and so precious. You can't leave. You you just don't. Mm. You know, it, it, you know, Randy and I have often talked about everything flows from the presence of God, right? Yes. I mean, if you have His presence in a worship service, in your family, in your own, you have everything you need. Absolutely everything. But if you don't have a conscious awareness of his presence, then you've got nothing, you know, that matters or lasts. So I think what's happened, I've I've described it in a blog I wrote this morning, actually, and kind of expressed last night in the in the broadcast. Psalm 48.3 says, God has made himself known. And these students... Uh, tarried before the Lord. We don't do that anymore. We we give God five minutes. You know, you just think about this, getting up and saying, God, you know, I don't have much time to talk to you. I got five minutes and I've I got a really busy day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, thank God is impressed by our busyness. In fact, he's grieved. And uh, so these students were challenged that first chapel on February 8th to tarry. And first it was twenty, then two hundred, then did you 2000. did you talk to any? Did you talk to any of those twenty? Yeah. By the way, well, not of those twenty. I don't. I'm they're unnamed. I don't, okay. I, don't know. I did talk to several of uh, the faculty. You know, okay. the president of the seminary and some others that we had a minute to visit, and you know, they're all in awe. Uh, that, that that's the word I would use in that awe. in that room. Yeah. Awe. It's just. Uh, you know, there's a missing word in the church. It's found all through Acts. It's mm. a word of amazement. Yeah. They're all amazed. You can see that over and over again. It says that. Well, that's that's what's happening in Hughes. And last night was, you know, it was the last night of their public gatherings. Mm. Uh, and it's not, you know, the town couldn't sustain it. The town of 6,000. And they reported that. A good estimate is a hundred thousand people have come into Wilmore in the last uh, few weeks. So physically, it was you know hard to sustain. Yeah, sure. But more than that, the wise leaders at Asbury really believe it's time to take your eyes off Asbury yeah. and to yeah. turn and and look at your own city. Mm. And go back with tears and and proclaim the good things God has done for us, you know. So I think it's time. And so everybody sensed that in the room last night. 
there was uh, unbelievable joy singing. Like I may, I've been in some wonderful environments. I don't know that I've ever been in an environment quite like last night with the music and the worship so real and, uh, and a, and a commission from God to, mm-hmm. to uh, leave this particular place as the center, because it's not, it's not the center. It was the spark. Yes. Yes. And now our prayer, all of our prayers is that the glory of God would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Right? Amen. Oh, we so desperately want, because we, we really sense Marsha and I, my wife and I both sense the time is short. Yeah, before his second return or his you know, coming again, and uh, we got it. We got a job to do, but l- let's get back to to you know the the manifest presence of God. I mean, we know that God mm-hmm. is everywhere present; He's omnipresent. But but we use that term, His manifest presence, and and you mentioned in your comments last night to the group that your life was forever changed. In, in 1970, basically, and following when you were a college student, right? Right. right. And Age. and oh. it, it's it. In fact, you made the comment. If if I quote you, almost at least I'll paraphrase what I heard you say is that, you, folks, those of you who have experienced this, you will never be the same again. Is yeah. that which that fair to say? Absolutely. And you know, uh, my college president, where my alma mater, Washtenaw. Baptist uh-huh. University in Arkansas, where that happened. And we had our chapel uh, in in 1970, and a man spoke, Jack Taylor, you know that name, who had seen revival in his church go four or five weeks. Hmm. And he came and spoke, and I, we had been praying. There was an atmospheric sense of God's presence on our campus. And many of us were praying all night and wow. at times, and and we didn't know what we were doing. We, you know, and Asbury broke, and we were praying for the same kind of visitation. And and I would happen to be in charge of the student-led fifteen-minute noonday right okay. after chapel. All right. So I asked Jack Taylor if he would come over and speak at our noonday, and. And he spoke for five minutes, Randy. Okay. And then the Lord just came. I mean, the Lord just came. And and it went for hours and hours. We canceled all classes. Uh, and it was the first time I had been in the corporate manifest presence of God and, and saw that, as we've many have said, God can do more in five minutes than a lifetime of our best effort. So a week ago, uh, the president now there, who's a dear friend of mine, uh, had asked me to come down and speak to some leaders on campus about what was happening. And I stood in that same chapel in the same spot. The same altar. And, uh, and I just realized that for 53 years my life i i once you taste the presence of god in its fullness you just can't go back you 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 think different you live different you you can't and when you start to wander off which we all do at times yeah, sure 
you just think I can't, this is, this is worthless. I've got to get, I've got to fast and pray and return, draw near to the Lord because he's promised he'd draw near to me. So I know what can happen in a life when you experience in a moment. And by the way, in that moment on our campus in 1970, we had administrators that were not sympathetic to that. And a group of us went to the one in charge and said, could we continue? And his, I'll never forget Randy, his statement. He said, well, this was nice, but tomorrow it's business as usual. Wow. Back to class. And it quenched the movement of the spirit. Wow. On and I told, I told our, our president now that story. And, uh, and he is deeply committed. In fact, now they're having stirrings. They had a, uh, a chapel uh, prayer meeting and stuff that lasted, my understanding, is twelve hours. Day before yesterday, praise God. And he's he's opening the doors. And that and and let me say to pastors and mm-hmm. to uh, to leaders and to campus leaders, that's what you've got to do. You say, well, what do I do? Open the door. Mm-hmm. Give God time. Tell you know. In your service Sunday, lay down your prepared message, <laughs> you know, on something else. Because yeah. this is important. Tell the story of what God's doing and give God time. Open the altar. Give Wait before the Lord. Just wait. You, you will be astounded, I think, at how hungry your people are for God. Wow. And they're hearing these stories. And and they want that if they're a true Christian, they want that for their lives and for their children and for their grandchildren. Yeah. And so give God space. And uh, we're hearing, of course, of accounts of that happening all across America. And literally that broadcast last night went to millions. It was accessible to millions and millions of people. And I think almost every continent. And, uh, and of course, the recording of that uh, night, people can still watch on dayofprayer.com. And uh, so let's see what the Lord does with all of that. I agree. Oh, that is so good. So uh, you, you have a blog that people can go to and you, I haven't read the one you put up just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. But I will see it. But you've got now eight parts of reflections of spirit on spiritual awakening. Then they can go to billelliff.org and find that. Is that right? Right. And it's B-I-L-L, Bill. And then Elif is E-L-L-I-F-F dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, your, your stuff, I've forwarded them and to many people and put them up on Facebook and so on. I really appreciate your heart, Bill, uh, as you approach this. You know, someone has said, it really ties in, I think, to what you said earlier, is that we can become so absorbed with, with you know, Asbury or with the phenomenon or with, you know, with the stuff, and we lose track. In other words, we, we get attached to the revival versus the reviver. Right. You talk about his presence. So is that a danger that, that we run of of getting our eyes off or the enemy, you know, Satan, who 
he's frustrated with what's going on, obviously, yeah. that he'll do everything he can to divert our attention from the most important thing. Well, what's yeah. your sense of that? Well, absolutely. And, you know, it's fascinating to watch. And I've watched it all my life because I've been a student of this, as you have, Randy, yeah. Yeah. 15 plus years. Uh, in one of the blogs the other day, I, I quoted a pastor who observed in Jesus' ministry that there were kind of six kind of reactions. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, you know, the curious, there's the skeptic, there's the those who are trying to oppose, you know, there was a, a group out on the lawn all day yesterday with a big megaphone mm-hmm. is a little teeny group and a big megaphone. And this guy was telling everything that was wrong with the movement of God that was going all over the world. And, but, you know, every time that revival and we've had it every 30 to 60 years in American history, right. Um, every time that happens, it, it it has been building in many places all across the country. Some people unknown to others that have the same passion, the same burden, are beginning to cry out desperately. But there's always a spark. There's all you know. In in uh, I was reading uh, this last week in Jay and Orr's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on um, the second great awakening, I mean uh, the uh, Welsh revival, mm-hmm. and we always think of Evan Roberts and Longor, where he went back right. and yep. spoke and exploded, and you know, in a matter of six yep. weeks, every place yep. was filled. That was happening all over Wales. Yeah, and there were many other men that were associated with that: Seth Joshua, R.B. Jones, just a lot of different men. But it took there's just this moment. You know, Dr. Kinlaw, the former president at Asbury, would always speak about one divine moment. You know, there's this moment when when it's like there's gasoline on the floor and, and God just drops, drops yeah. the match. And so our tendency is going to be to look at that moment, to look at that spark, to examine it, you know, and uh, and be enamored with it because we're so hungry but then it soon is revealed that this is this is happening all over and i think that's i think that's what last night was about in god's providence to have that worldwide broadcast coming from that spot on the last night that they were meeting publicly uh in the chapel they're still meeting in the town and all that <laughs> but uh because god wanted to take our eyes off the spark yeah, and not look at him. Yes, and look at our cities with wet eyes and broken hearts, and mm. cry out to God for our yeah. cities. Yeah, Amen, Amen. So, I mean, we've been praying here in West Michigan for long time, ten years. You know, uh, we'll have another prayer gathering next week, and. Uh, but we, we've, we've upped the ante. We, we're praying daily uh, as individuals. We've committed to doing that, to pray at noon, from noon to one to, for a revival, and also be available to share, the, to keep praying for people that don't know Christ around us and being available to share the gospel with them as yeah. that opportunity comes up. And we, Marcia and I have seen people pray to receive Christ over the last week, basically, that we've interacted with it's just really been miraculous just the the hunger that people have 
Well, and I think that's what we're about to see, Randy. Yeah. Always in the history of revival, it begins with God having to revive his church. Yeah. He does that because he loves his bride. Yeah. He doesn't want us to be bound up by the world and the flesh and the devil. So he comes to revive us and cleanse us. But then he also does it because he's got a great mission. Yeah. And yes. that's to get to every tongue, tribe, Amen. Uh, Amen. Nation. and and it's interesting that this is a an important observation that will should fuel our prayers mm-hmm. um it's interesting this generation that the last decade and only some codgers like you and i could understand this <laughs> i've been saying for five or six years this feels just like the 60s yeah. Okay. There's a spirit of anarchy. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. in the '60s unprecedented yes. sexual um, turns. There were there were riots and you know Kent State and all that, and it was just tumultuous. And it was so mm-hmm. flagrantly wicked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that the church began to get uh, desperate and and cried out. And then God came in 1970. It's exactly what happened, except we're at a different level. Mm-hmm. We're we're, at a fur, we're further down. Yes, we definitely level. are. Yes. And but God and this this generation is so messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, so messed up. You know, you hear everybody talking about mental health now. That's the big topic. Yeah, because this generation and the breakup of the families and all of that and yep. the moral pervert they don't even know if they're a boy or a girl even they're so confused yep, yep. and and so i think and i've i watched this at asbury mm-hmm. and i heard the testimonies it was like i've had depression all my life here's a 17 year old i've had depression all my life and it was gone in an instant i met god and then i did this and i, I was raped and I'm just so angry. God, it was gone in an instant at this altar. It's Praise like God. God is saying, you don't need 20 years of counseling if you encounter the manifest presence of God. I'm not against counseling, but I'm just saying, yeah. need is God. Yes. And so it's like to me, and I don't know if I can even express this, God is saying, well, I've got this great mission and I love my bride and I'm just going to cleanse and purify and change this next generation with an extraordinary movement. Oh, do it, so that, do because it, every pastor and missionary mm-hmm. and mom and dad and faithful church member is coming out of that generation. Yeah. Can you imagine if God didn't send revival, what the next decade would would record? And so in his mercy, I, the word I keep thinking about, Randy, is mercy. Oh, I mean, sure. in his mercy. Oh, yes, we don't deserve it. We deserve his judgment with all absolutely. the immorality and, and just so on. That, yeah. But he is so incredibly kind yeah. and merciful to, to do what he's doing. It, yeah. it brings me to tears to think about it. I mean, you talk about this this generation. I remember an article in the Wall Street Journal within the last week or two. It, they they reported on the statistics of both female and male kids in this Gen X you know, generation. Wow. 
and and women are somewhat in worse shape than men, but but they're both in bad shape. But it's like sixty percent are struggling with major depression right now, yeah. and thirty percent are seriously considering suicide. Thirty percent of of females uh, in yeah. that generation. There was a guy walk, walking up and down yeah. uh, yesterday in the auditorium. It was just filled with prayer people praying for yes. And there was a kid, student, walking up and down and had a shirt. He was praying for hours. And uh, and I forget what exact the exact wording, but his T-shirt said, we will be the generation of no suicide. And, you know, a no suicide generation or something like that. Wow. And and obviously he had dealt with that somewhere. You know, you have to think. And again, God is lifting this, this horrible uh, disease, not disease. It's a spiritual malady. Yeah. And uh, from that generation. Now, what we have to pray for, I think, Randy is that the church, which they did in 1970, will not quench it. Yes. The church will embrace this movement. You know, in 1970s, most historians believe that the Jesus movement was short-lived because Mm. we didn't want hippies and guitars in our church, and we wouldn't change our wineskin. Right. we wouldn't, you know, we discredited the impetuousness of youth and emotional yep. youth. Well, of course they're impetuous. <laughs> you know, their, their frontal lobe is not completely established yet. But this is who God uses. Mm. You know, this is who God always uses. And they're the early adopters. And and so, uh, you know, I, this perfect picture is on my alma, alma mater's campus an administrator who quenched it in 1970 mm-hmm. and now a president who is welcoming, welcoming, welcoming it. And, uh, and they will see the fruit of that. And a, a, a dear friend of mine that, you know, Randy James Poole, yes. who's a sailor, and he's watching this movement happen. And, uh, and we were talking about this and he said, guess what? He said, the pastors in Waco, they are welcoming this, crying out for it with open arms. And he said, you know why? Many of them were saved in the 1970s. Mm, sure. And so they get it. They yeah. they know they welcome wow. it. So I think I think the response will be different. Well, I pray we so. I need pray to pray so. that it continues. Oh, well, Bill, thank you for Thank you so much for just doing what you are doing to continue to to preach that, to encourage pastors and leaders to be open, not to quench the spirit, but to to just let God be God. Uh, yes, will it be perfect? Of course not. I mean, we're we're not perfect. We make many mistakes, but the worst thing we can do is to say, look, we're in charge. We don't trust God here. And we just got to do things. We got to we got to control things. No, we need to let God control this thing through His Holy Spirit. And not say we don't trust God and we don't trust the next generation. That's really well said. Yes. Yeah, because yes. they're going to make mistakes just yep. like you did and I did. Yep. Sure. <laughs> when we were eighteen, 
but God is bigger than that. And a movement like this is, is way bigger than that. And all the skeptics are at that. There's a little crowd out there yesterday with their blow, you know, bullhorns. Yep. Told my buddy, I said, they're gnats on an elephant. I th- I'm just telling you, the Lord is marching. And oh, uh, praise God. Well, Anything else you want to add before you close us in prayer, Bill? I just, uh, I would in- just encourage all your listeners to do what these 20 students did the first day Terry. Terry. Just Terry. And cry out to God. Ask God to show you himself. He he loves to do that and that. make I himself known in your city. You know, Jonathan Edwards said, our task as a church is to give the world a right opinion of God. Mm. And we've been given a wrong opinion of him for a long time. Yeah. So we need to pray that he would make himself known so the world could see him and come to him. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you, Bill. Love you, man. Love you too. Close us in prayer, would you please? Well, Father, uh, our hearts are so full. Yes. Lord, the overwhelming sense in Hughes Auditorium last night and, and really the last 16 days was just joy. Praise God. Just overwhelming joy. And Lord, these kids who have been singing the songs of their culture, songs of depression and darkness and and perversion, Lord, they have been given the songs of heaven. They, they're singing a new song. It's, it's uh, you've set their feet on solid ground, making their footsteps firm. And Father, we pray for that to just cover the earth. We we pray not for just America, but for our our whole world. And we yes. can't help but believe that when the world was shut down in six weeks in the pandemic, that that you were in that moment in a with a great agenda to work good out of that. And that is to bring us to the end of ourselves, to yes. show every nation and every ruler and all their arrogance and pomp yes. that uh, they are not God. They cannot control this world. And Father, as we have cried out in desperation, you have set us up for this moment. And Lord, that happened not just in America. It happened all around the world. So we're praying that we would see not just a national revival, we pray, O oh Lord, for a global awakening. Amen. We pray, Father, it would raise up the greatest missionary army the world has ever seen. And just perhaps, Lord, we would finish the task. Yes. You would come. Yes, Lord. Lord, we pray for that and we long for it. And I, I pray, Father, that every person who's praying with us right now would resist the dangerous temptation to be a spectator Mm -hmm. and we would become aggressive cooperating participants with your activity in these days and uh we just want to tell you lord that we love you yes we do and we want to love you more yes 
and be used of you till the last gun sounds, Lord, the last trumpet sounds. Yes. Uh, for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Oh, thank you, Bill. Oh, I love you, man. You're love just you such a wonderful forever brother. And mm -hmm. God richly bless you and your dear bride and your kids and grandkids. Yeah. M mine too. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to pray. It takes me a long time to pray for my kids and grandkids, but nothing close to you. Well, it's it's close. <laughs> it's about two-thirds of what we got. So right. it's all good. Okay. Rich right. blessing, brother. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.